This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and welcome to my program this afternoon. I'm Renette Marburg on 7 to 9 a.m., and we have an incredible a lady in the studio with us, her name is Pendra Dissel, and she is very well known in the media industry. Uh, she's been a journalist, a CEO of uh, production companies, and yet she has a remarkable testimony of how the Lord's hand was on her life in spite of the tough journey that she took. And, uh, you know, Abba Father had... Uh, walked with her all the way. She didn't even know that. And she had everything, but she lost everything at the same time. So we would love to uh, have you just stay tuned in with us this afternoon. She has got an incredible, incredible testimony that is of real and radical hope and incredible incredible courage so i want you to stay tuned maybe you can relate and maybe you can actually send this a uh, clip onto uh, onto somebody else as well our podcasts we have a podcast that you can listen to we have we are facebook live so please go onto our facebook now we are going to be live shortly and then you can see who our guests are and you can see who we are a little bit behind the scenes and then really participate with us so we look forward to having you join us this afternoon and we will welcome her straight after this but now we're going to listen to your kingdom here by rent collective you're listening to Rise on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining us this afternoon. It's lovely being with you here this afternoon, and we just want to encourage you that you know that this is the program where we give hope, wisdom, and guidance and knowledge when real life happens. And often we speak about very relevant topics, and often topics that aren't often discussed on the radio. So we just know that as families and as uh, people of the real world that we get through things just by knowing that God can rise to any form of restoration and rise together with him in our camps. And we know that he is the one that will take us through any valley and any uh, trial that we go through. But we are going to be so encouraged this afternoon. We have Pendra Dissel in the studio with us, and she has been very well known in the media industry. But she has got a remarkable testimony of the journey that she's taken. And yes, I think I'm not going to say much more, but welcome, Pendra. Thank we you. are so grateful to have you in the studio. I think we're going to be so encouraged and just to see how the Lord has taken you on this journey. and But I'm going to leave that up to you. So I want you just to give us, uh, you know, you've had rather a traumatic and a dramatic uh, journey through life. So I would love you just to share that with us right now. Okay. Hi. Hi. Lovely to meet you today. And yes, hello to everyone who's listening. And I think this program is about rebellious hope. And I say rebellious hope because... There is hope. There is hope to any single person who's out there struggling with addiction, cancer, who's dealing with domestic violence, and who really is in the grip of the enemy. You know, there is hope. There's a way out. And, 
You know, it's the truth we know that will set us free. Yes. You know, the Lord says in the Bible that it's through lack of knowledge that my people perish. It's through lack of knowledge that my people go into captivity. And I can really, really attest to that. So I want to first of all share a scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, which gave me so much hope. You know, as I clung onto the cliff edge of, of change and literally faced death, hope was what I needed. I needed a vision for the future. I needed to believe that my life could change and that it hadn't all come to naught. And this scripture, there were many, but I'm going to read Hosea 2:14 to 15. And it says, therefore, behold, I will allure her, that's me, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, and bring her into the wilderness, and I will speak tenderly and to her heart. There I will give her vineyards, and I will make the valley of Achor. The, valley of, the word Achor is a Hebrew word for trouble. I will make the valley of trouble to be for her a door of hope and expectation. Amen. And she shall sing there and respond as in the days of her youth and as at the time when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And we know that Egypt stands for the enemy there. So I was brought through the, the, the valley of trouble to the gateway of hope. And at that gateway of hope, I clung onto hope. I clung onto hope because I chose to live. In Deuteronomy, it talks about that we are to choose. The Lord says, choose between life or death. Mm -hmm. Choose between blessings or curses. And I only came to the Lord seven years ago in September 2016. In fact, it's not quite seven years yet, but I like to say seven years. And I'm moving into my seventh year of recovery from a cocaine cocaine addiction and alcohol problem, massive alcohol problem. I'm moving into my 10th year of cancer remission from stage four lymphoma that also spread to the stomach. Um, I just two weeks ago or a week ago received an absolute discharge from Grotescue from my oncologist there. Yes. Where she said, you know, I went for my normal checkup um, expecting to be told that we'll see you same time next year. And she said, I'm discharging you totally. There's Praise absolutely the no sign of cancer. And, you know, I'll jump into that. Seven years ago, I was absolutely down and out after an enormously successful life. My, I made choices, um, catastrophic choices, that led me to a backpacker, a backpacker in gardens called Ashanti, and do you know, years later, I came to know that the meaning of Ashanti is undefeated. Wow. And to every single one of you who are here today, there's a scripture. You know, my, um, Luke ten eighteen is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scriptures. And it's one that we have to appropriate because it says, it's Jesus speaking. And he says, I have given you authority over the power of the enemy, over all the power of the enemy. And nothing whatsoever will harm you. And in the Amplified, it goes on to say that I've given you the mental and physical ability to exercise that authority. And there's that scripture that talks about that we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. 
And if we look at the translation of that, it's with caution and care. It's our responsibility to deal with the issues of our lives. Healing was my responsibility. And I arrived in a tiny remote town called Hopefield. In September 2016, I had been made an offer from some dear people in my film industry who realized that there I was, down and out in a shanty, drinking a bottle of vodka a day. I had given up on life completely. And I was offered the opportunity to go to a place called Woman Woman of Hope, which is run by Stanley and Carla Woods. And they, you know, when I got this offer, I thought to myself, no way. I did not know God at all. I'd lived a very worldly life, a totally self-centered life. Um, And by no means was I a monster, but I had made choices that had literally taken me off the eternal paths. You know, and I'm jumping around here. In 2001, I left a 14-year marriage for a man that I met on a beach while we were filming Lions. And I can honestly, and I've looked back at this so much, it's as if that day the wound in me connected with the wound in him, mm. you know, and I talk yes. about suet, 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 mm-hmm. that my unresolved issues, my unresolved pain were like, was like a heat-seeking missile that connected with his, his unresolved pain, you know, and in that moment, yep, familiar spirit, and in that moment, there's that feeling of coming home, and you're coming home to the original pain that's looking to be resolved, you know. And within three months of meeting him, I left my husband. I drove down the driveway in my fancy RDTT because I had all the money in the world. I was at the peak of my career. And I was, I felt I was invincible really, you know, and this is where I look back to the word and I look at how the Lord says in Deuteronomy, choose life or death. He calls us to repent. He's always in our life, even when we're not in his. He's in the wings waiting, and he is saying, come back to me, backsliding um, children. I want to heal your hearts because he's seeing that the lifestyle that we are living is, is, is sowing, is reaping. We're sowing consequences that we are yet to see, you know, and I, you know, in the book I'm writing, when I wrote about this man I met, I said I met a rogue who had cocaine in his pocket, kryptonite in his heart, and a kiss in his fist because I moved into a relationship that was abusive with a man who had a serious drug problem and who I felt just so totally and hopelessly in love with because for the first time I was seen And very quickly, the abuse started within three months of our relationship. And, you know, it's at that point, and I remember Carla of Woman of Hope saying to me, you know, Pendra, we're, we're part of that abuse. You know, we agree to it. Now, I say that with caution because, of course, they're young babies and young children who are victims of abuse. And they haven't agreed to a single yes, thing. I, I and there are women on the street who've been raped and they haven't agreed to a single thing. And I didn't agree to that first instance where his fists came against my body and left me black and blue. But I did agree the second time. 
Yes. Because right there and then, I had the opportunity to make a choice. And I think that the empowerment towards hope is understanding that just as God is sovereign, we have sovereign will. We have dominion over our lives. He gave us dominion. He said, go and subdue. We call it free will, but when we change the word to sovereign, it maybe gives you and it gave me an understanding that we have the right of choice, that we are able to choose. And we are we're in a position to say yes or no at any time. But unfortunately, in many ways, we're hopelessly immature. You know, we mean well, but we're very immature, you know. And the family lines, you know, we, there's, there's this talk of genetics, a genetic disposition, but there's also a sin dis disposition. And in Romans, Paul talks about how sin wars in our members. You know, the principle of sin wars in our members. So from the perspective of personal responsibility and choice, that was my way out. Mm. And I remember driving that day, I was absolutely out of options with a young man who has very sadly since died. And in the, on that dark road, a sign came up and it said the words, Hope field. And you can imagine my surprise. And at that moment, this young man turned to me and said to me, Pendra, when you've got nothing left, all you've got is God. And I was daunted and horrified because for me, Christianity really symbolized some beige life, a life where you really had to give up, you had to relinquish your fabulousness, you know, but mine had long gone. I mean, I definitely didn't look fabulous in the, the backpacker. Point, yeah. You know, I was indigent by that point. And that's having, having built a company to a value of 32 million rand. That's having owned property and houses. And, you know, I added to those designer dogs and cushion collections, which one of my mentors Tundo later in a second long-term rehabilitation center said to me, those aren't collections, Pen, that's hoarding. You know, and I was horrified. I was really sure they were collections. But by and large, I was filling the empty spaces of my heart yes, with, with um, materialism, with success. I had a desperate need to be seen because I had never been seen with my mother. And that led me to seek the spotlight and to build an entirely external identity. And by building that external identity, no internal foundation was laid. Wow. Really, Pendra, that is an incredible journey. And we are just so excited to hear what the next phase of your healing came. But we're going to, first of all, we're just going to listen to Stand on Your Word by Jonathan Butler. Is that not incredible? He is such an incredible um, artist and comes from South Africa, and we are so proud of him. Uh, but we're going to listen to Jonathan Butler, Stand on Your Word. Good afternoon, family and friends, and wow, we are having such a remarkable time and so much, uh, I'm so encouraged by Pendra's Dissel's uh, testimony of uh, her addiction 
uh, restoration. And she's just been sharing with us her journey in the healing. But I just feel that we need to really uh, carry on with this particular part because of the abuse and the addiction. And that it's also never too late to make the choices because often we as in our age especially in our era in our age we just think oh, and then we just don't want to make the change and we just know that God has got a perfect plan for each and every one of us and it needs to come to pass and I really am so encouraged by your testimony uh, uh, Pendra but the Lord just also showed me um, in Nehemiah 8 verse 10 he says don't be dejected and sad, for the Lord is your strength. I mean, that is such a powerful time, uh, uh, you know, verse for us to hold on to when we feel weak to make the to make these changes. And then it also says in Philippians uh, four verse thirteen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want you as listeners, please, please. Go and recollect and reflect on your life. And if you need to make these changes, here is the word that can keep you alive and help you through everything. But Pendra, I really want us to continue with the conversation that we had prior to um, the, the break. And you said, you know, you weren't young when uh, life changed. No. So I just want you to understand that the Lord really has made done an incredible work in you. So just continue telling us. Yeah, I think the the age, you know, I was 52 when I came to the Lord, and you can imagine how heartbroken I was by the fact that at my own hands I had broken my life. You know, of course there were other people involved. You know, during those years from 2001 when I left my husband to 2016, when I arrived in Hopefield, I lost my entire family. I lost my mother to cancer, my um, sister at 48 to a crack cocaine and heroin addiction, and I lost my stepfather of 35 years to Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. I had also, but that by that time, lost my business, my finances, my reputation was completely shot, which is a very, very difficult thing to bear because it really is, uh, we can lose everything, but when we lose our name, when we lose the name that God gave us, the precious life that we have a responsibility to, to carry, which that name signifies, that's, that's a hard one to bear. And, you know, I... I lost everything, all my possessions, including my beautiful dogs. So I arrived very dejected. And I understand the feeling of hopelessness that any person will feel. But I think when I, in that small place, Stanley said to me, Pendra, would you like to take the Lord as your, uh, uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And I was, oh my gosh, what on earth is that? I mean, to me, Jesus was a mythical hippie. You know, mm -hmm. to me, God was a concept, but I was so out of options that, you know, the Lord says, blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see the, the, the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who, who, who are in a humble place, who are willing to say, I need you. And funnily enough, in these years, that is a, something I've said, no matter that seven years have passed, I need you. I can't do without you. I spend 
every single morning of my life in the Word of God. And I can honestly say what you were saying, Renette, is the Word strengthens you. The washing of the Word strengthens you. And I mean, it's a supernatural event. Nobody can explain it. It comes through revelation. And one of my most beloved scriptures is Ephesians three sixteen to 21, which says, through the rich treasury of your glory. And I pray the word into me. I, I speak the word in Hebrew in, in, in Israel. When I was in Jerusalem, you see people muttering the word. And to meditate means to mutter because faith comes from by hearing. So I will pray and, you know, Lord, I ask that through the rich treasury of your glory, that your Holy Spirit who dwells in the deepest part of who I am, the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I mean, imagine that power that I can claim it will strengthen my inner man with the glorious power of the Almighty God and that I will come to know the love of God and that my roots will grow down into that love and make me strong. And I didn't know love. And once I arrived in Hopefield, I accepted the Lord as my uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And then Carla stepped in and my gosh, I mean, I will always thank Carla telling me, Pendra, put that story down. That whole story, all the blame, all the justification, all the self-indication, all the drama, just put it down and go to God and say, what in me? And that is the first moment. That is the gateway to freedom from addiction. That is the gateway. Amen. 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 And you know, what just is so encouraging is the fact that you, that you were just in faith, just took the step and you know, that you put everything behind you, but you looked forward and you sort of like literally fell forward because you know, the Lord had prepared you for your next phase of, of a trial. And, you know, imagine if he hadn't been there, you know, he already was in your tomorrow. Mm. And that is what I absolutely am so encouraged by, um, is that the Lord and the fact that you died, took the word and you literally ate it. Mm. And that is what, that's what heals that us. That is what heals us, is that nutrition that the word holds mm. that nobody can explain. I mean, the healing and the, and, and the word comes to life. Jesus and is a teacher. He is He's a, a te rabbi. He's mm. a teacher. That carpenter yes. teaches us yes. through his Holy yes. Spirit. And, you know, uh, from there onwards, you, you know, you can just, we can carry on. I would like us to get onto that next phase, just to give us that encouragement of what did you discover about yourself in this time? Because, you know, we have to look at ourselves where mm. we're at so we don't make mm. the same mistakes mm. again or mm. the same decisions and choices. Mm. And I just want you to really, I'm going to actually, you know, give you an extra few minutes on the uh, on the last session because I feel this is very important and who God was in this process mm -hmm. and then obviously when you received the diagnosis of cancer and the joys and, the, you know, the redemption of that. You can just touch on that, but I'm definitely going to have you back on that for that reason. I think that is an inc incredible, incredible journey that I do not want to um, hijack at this point. <laughs> so thank you, family and friends. Thank you for joining me this afternoon with this incredible testimony. But we're going to listen to Charlene Davids, and it's called Stand. And this is what I love about um, our, our songs. My songs are the, the tracks that I have on my program are 
always in uh, in conjunction with the uh, with my program and this is where we know how to stand so thank you Charlene Davis and we're going to quickly listen to her and then we're going to continue this incredible conversation straight after this amen and that was stand by Charlene Davis and i think we've got a fantastic uh, our guest today has stood uh, great test of life and but I do want to encourage you fam, family and friends we have a whatsapp line 0817291657 and we our telegram number is 0817291657 the same as our whatsapp line and you are welcome to communicate with us if you want to know anything about us the program or the radio station or reach out to us for any reason and we also have an sms line which is 37988. And then we've got our Facebook Live. Please go on there. You'll see our programs throughout the day. And go and see who we are. And come and con- uh, and connect with us. We'd love to know more about you. We'd love to know what your input is. And then we've also, with the subject that we are discussing today, is about abuse and, and, and addiction. I would love to encourage you. We have a counseling department, which is on 02191. Double seven, triple O, and it's on option one. And you are welcome. You are welcome to contact us and see where we can pray or direct you into the direction that you need any help or any assistance. And uh, please contact us. But as we're going to continue with this amazing topic of just addiction, of, of overcoming addiction and seeing God's hand on Pendra's life. So, Pendra, I just want you to please explain to us, you know, once you made the turn and the decision to get healing, what did you discover of yourself in this process? And what, who was God in this whole mm. journey? And I think, yes, Renette, I think, I mean, if I were to, to make any suggestion, it is to educate yourself, educate yourself, to learn about yourself and your own nature. For example, as much as our will is sovereign, it is sovereign over our emotions. And if we are led by our emotions all the time, and I certainly was, I lived a totally, I didn't even know I had a spirit. I knew of soulmates, but if we are led by our senses and our emotions, we're going to be constantly reactive. And over the time, you know, we want to be able to express our emotions, but to be bowing down to them becomes a problem because there will never be stability. And I remember Carla saying to me, the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And in Timothy, it talks about that we have not been given a spirit of fear. We've not been given a spirit of timidity. We've been given a spirit of love, power, and a calm, well-balanced mind and self-discipline and self-control. But what I can truly say is having followed the journey with my sister, who, as I say, overdosed at the age of 48 after a a life career, I'm going to use that word, although it doesn't, it diminishes the tragedy of it and the pain she went through, you know, and my own journey of addiction, which lasted close on 16 years, is that one, it's not a self-management solution. You know, ANNA do exist and ANNA do have a place and I've walked those roads. I've been in NA, I've been in AA, I've walked the road with my sister and you would have thought that I never would have picked up a drug when I'd witnessed 20 years of my sister's addiction. The first time I took a drug was after I had met this man. 
and you know and I, I really believe this is fine but it's not fine because the enemy is in the drug the dark kingdom is in the drug and therefore the only solution I can say at the age of 58 now seven years in recovery after having been in three to four rehabs and witnessed the death of my sister and come to deeply understand addiction and pursue an understanding of addiction is Jesus Christ is the answer because he is the, he is God he is the healer he is the son of righteousness who rises with healing in his wings and that's got nothing to do with religion that's about a personal relationship and the freedom that I've found from just five minutes at a time choosing God and choosing life mm. even you know we we are not obliged to obey the enemy we are not obliged to obey any urge any impulse any emotion but we have to learn this we have to he needs to take us into the wilderness just as he did Paul in Arabia and he needs to teach us school us in the Word of God he needs to he showed me a picture of the princess and the pea. If you think of all those mattresses, mm -hmm. and right at the bottom is the pea, and the pea is the wound, the original wound. You know, in my family, Claire and I were silenced. We did not have a voice. We were not allowed to express our emotions. And that's another topic which we'll perhaps talk about, about yes. the repression and suppression of emotions and the effect of that on the body and how it breeds and builds disease, you know. But how did I, I walked it with mentors. I've had some outstanding mentors in my life, you know. Um, and I've had people who've been prepared to invest in me, people who've offered me grace, people who, who have believed in me, who've, who've, who've sat with me while I wept out the regret and you know we need to learn what is forgiveness what do you mean it's a choice what do I do about the feelings there's such but most importantly and I keep mentioning Carla's name for such good reason she was my first mentor she would say to me do not resort to old patterns to relieve the tension so one has to learn to bear the burn as we walk through the refining fire of recovery and we develop the capacity for di mm. for discomfort and we need people at our sides and most importantly we need to deeply believe for as a man thinks it, so he is and I had said to the Lord I want to live I want to live for Claire if anything you know I started I called I mean we using the word ministry but I called my journey the Academy of unlearning unlearning all the lies, all the erroneous beliefs that I had picked up. And that academy of unlearning is what I want to put my life into. I said to the Lord, you know, I've had my glory days. I've had all the money in the world. I've traveled the world. I've had success. And it doesn't hold eternal glory. And anyway, age, you know, has great gravity rather than gravitas. You know, the word of God has gravitas. So I said to him, use my life. And I think that when we attach purpose to recovery, when there's a reason to heal and we make Amen. it something more than ourselves. You know, I'm on my way to volunteer in Jerusalem for a year. And that is meaningful. That's about changing people's lives. And the Lord says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. We are recreated in Christ Jesus, and that's a choice to become born again, 
to be recreated in Christ Jesus, we have to say, yes, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior and walk through the gateway of hope to freedom. He says that we may do good works, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he already prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That is hope. You know, Isaiah 54 says, I will rebuild your gates with rubies. Amen. 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 And, you know, I just uh, I was just listening to your, uh, you know, how you filled the voids. So maybe you could just give us, you know, the, the analysis of trauma, because I, I think many people cannot identify it or they haven't recognized it or acknowledged it in their lives. And, you know, and then we think, you know, we go into this adrenaline um, and we just go into survival mode and we just move from one thing to the next. Um, you know, when you got the, the concept of trauma, you realized, okay, it's not justification, but this is no surprise on the path that you took. So we need to understand what is, you know, what is, what did you discover about trauma? I think, you know, it's a very complex subject and thankfully it's becoming a very, um, you know, it's being spoken about these At days. Least. It's no longer yes. being suppressed. And I want to be an advocate for emotional and mental health for women, you know, and there are yes. two authors. The one author who I think is just outstanding and he's, he's, he's not a believer, but you know, you can raise the blood of Christ while you're listening to him. He is a doctor, Gabomate. He talks about, he's written a book called In the Realm of the Hungry Ghosts. Isn't that perfect? Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord says, I will revisit the iniquity of the fathers on the, um, on the third and fourth generation. When I looked at my mother's life and my life, everything that had happened to her, including cancer, adultery, losing everything, you name it, had happened to mine. All that hadn't happened was I hadn't had children and I hadn't died. So trauma is a complex subject. The other person, Dr. Henry Wright, his book, A More Excellent Way. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my yes. gosh. He is outstanding. Yes, and he talks that. how to walk out mm. in repentance because it is a lifestyle of repentance recovery. Coming to a place where you are repenting for your agreement with the lies and coming into agreement with God. As you okay. keep coming into agreement through the layers, he's healing you as you allow all the tension and pain and tears and depression to come that up. transition yes he he enters it but you have to invite him mm -hmm. and this is a definition that really spoke to me it says the mind is witness to a catastrophic event imagine abuse for example or even taking drugs where you've moved off your moral compass that sits inside your conscience that god wired into you the intellect cannot deal with what it has seen. The body reacts physically under duress. All these illnesses, the limbic system, the, the fight and flight system, the heart receives emotional scar tissue and the soul weeps. And is wounded. And the mental trauma is a total body reaction to horror. And nobody, people, you know, people who are not believers will not be able to even fathom the supernatural healing work of God and how deeply he wants to heal us, how deeply he wants to set us free. Thank you so much, Pendra, for those, those 
really powerful testimony and scriptures that you've given us. What would be the last quote of encouragement? How would you think somebody that knows of somebody, a child that is struggling, a sibling, or even a colleague that is going through some real struggles? I think, you know, you need, this is a very, very complex issue, and that's why I spend my life studying it now, but you need the help of experts. Yes. You know, you, addiction, you, you cannot recover on your own because the patterns are too deep. Mm-hmm. and they defaults and when you hit the triggers you know when there's explosives in you that haven't been resolved you you're going to it's all going to erupt and if you haven't got the support you know and i know i mean stanley and carla woman of hope they are rebuilding it at the moment and you know i'd love to see them just so supported in those efforts and then there's healing wings i went to two very long-term rehabs in other words i made a decision to invest in my life amen i made amen. a decision to live and healing wings is a long-term program in nelspread you need the help but but if you're the person taking the drugs or accepting the abuse you need to surrender and you need to say i said to the lord i said to the lord if this is what my life looks like i know nothing teach me amen 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 thank you pendra i cannot tell you how informative and how encouraging this testimony of yours was and i just want to encourage you um you can go and look at pendra on her facebook and Instagram and Instagram please follow her and she's going on a new season may the Lord just continuously use you thank as you, you go to Israel thank you. and I'm sure there is many many people in Israel that has also walked this journey and I'm sure you're going to be of great 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 um, use for his kingdom and may the Lord just continuously bless you provide for you look after you and take you into the journey and the purpose and the plans that he has for you. And may the Lord just do the same for you, family and friends yes. out there. And you, get the help you need. Mm-hmm. There is no shame or blame involved. Take the hand of the Lord and he will guide you. And I ask you, please go seek the help that you need to get. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We're going to have... Uh, Gilmuth coming to join us shortly uh, with the news, so stay tuned. But we're going to play out with Trevino, Not Perfect. And we are going to uh, just see you next week at the same time. We're going to talk about Pesach and Passover with uh, uh, Hepzibah Brower. And I think it's going to be a wonderful program as well. So please join us next week and be safe and stick to the rules. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.